0: I like drinking beer and I like talking hockey. When I get to do both, I feel pretty lucky. Oh, let's get pucked up. Cheers, and uh, welcome to another episode of Let's Get Pucked Up. I am here in my friend Scott Dowler's lovely abode. Uh, So thank you for having me, Scott, and I am drinking an Alexander Keith's IPA. Scott, it's been a while since we had you on. How are you doing? What are you drinking?
1: I'm doing good. I'm drinking a Coors
0: Original. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, I know when I see that can, it makes me think of Coors Banquet. I think just because I watched a lot of Cobra Kai, but uh, I guess it's not the banquet; it's the original. I, I always thought it was the banquet. Maybe it's just like the way that they do it in Canada is we don't get banquet for some reason, and they call it Coors Original. Maybe it's like a difference of country. Yeah, could but be. It looks looks lovely. Anyway, um,
1: it's my go to cheap
0: beer these days. <laughs> nice. So yeah, we're both we're both on the cheap beer. It's a Sunday night. We don't really feel like breaking out anything special for the occasion, but uh, well,
1: and there's nowhere to buy alcohol on a Sunday night. This is so. true. <laughs> so we're kind of stuck okay. with the dregs. It's true.
0: Um, but we're the reason we're gathering is uh, we're excited about the expansion draft, which is upcoming in about a week and a half, ten days from now. Um, and we decided to go on cap friendly and do a mock expansion draft and uh, just see. See how our rosters uh, kind of worked together and came came together versus some of the experts that have the so-called experts at the Athletic. How their picks have panned out. So, uh, yeah, let's just get into it. We'll kick things off by looking at who we uh, chose from the Anaheim Ducks. And Scott, are you uh, ready to tell us your first pick of the Anaheim Ducks? Who you as the Seattle Kraken have selected?
1: Yes. Uh, one second here. Pulling it up. Uh, Do you want me to say my my protected list, or
0: just go straight? Just go with just go with the pick. I think we can maybe talk a little about some of the guys we made like cusp decisions of, uh, or like last second decisions to protect on our lists as we explain our picks. Okay.
1: Um, For me, I chose Josh Mahura. It was between him and uh, Flurry, two young defensemen, and I just
0: chose the one with what I thought was more offensive upside. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and more than fair, considering I did the exact same thing. So nice. <laughs> one for one to start things off. Um, <laughs> yeah, Josh Mahura, he's 23. Hayden Fleury's 25. Hayden Fleury makes a little bit more money. Yeah, I just went with Mahura for the, the youth and potential there. Um,
1: what did the experts say for Anaheim? Was yeah, so one? let's
0: look at the athletic staff and their picks on this one. So we had uh, one person selecting Alex Volkov. One person selecting Adam Henrique, which seems a bit odd. Five point eight two five million for Adam Henrique. Yeah. And uh, one person selecting Sam Steele. Now, I think both of us did not have Sam Steele available to pick on our lists. Correct. Yeah, I don't think he's making it to, to that to that picking phase. I think they're going to protect him. So, um, that's the reason we didn't take Sam Steele. I, I mean, I looked at Volkov as a possibility, but ultimately. I feel like Movera's got a bit more promise. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Alright, so let's move along to the Arizona Coyotes. Um, hmm.
1: Why don't you go ahead on this I'll go
0: first. There was definitely not much to choose from in terms of their <laughs> forwards and defense, so I feel like the obvious choice that I went with was Aiden Hill for uh, my first goalie off the board. Um, Scott, how about you? I chose
1: the same as you again, uh, which is kind of shocking, because um, <laughs> I know we've both had a peek at uh, each other's rosters here, and they are quite different, so the first two are the same, but yeah, yeah. I don't know, who else do you take off Arizona, really, there, there just wasn't a lot there, so... Yeah,
0: like... In terms of defensemen who still have a contract that are available for next year, it's Ilya Lubushkin, and that was on my list, and I think you might have even protected him on yours.
1: Yeah, I think I did, because it was hard to find defensemen to protect on Arizona.
0: Yeah, so nothing really going there. I mean, I could have maybe been swayed by, um, I want to say, well, I even protected Christian Fisher, so I didn't have much there. Maybe Tyler Pitlick or Johan Larson, but those are like... (laughs) third, fourth line guys, I think Aiden Hill has a lot more potential.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: Yeah. All right, so uh, the the experts, they decided to go with Christian Fisher, Aiden Hill, and Michael Bunting as a bit of an odd pick there by Dom decision, decision, however you say his name. Um, <laughs> I
1: have to say, I don't really know much about Michael Bunting, but I know he... We had a pretty decent year.
0: He had a good finish to the year, but he's a UFA. Um, typically, you don't pick UFAs in this thing, especially when they're like not that like renowned or anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you've got Aiden Hill looking at you, staring, staring at you and being available, I'd say you go with him. All right, uh, let's move it along to Boston. So, for the Bruins, who did you take?
1: The Bruins. I took Andre Kascha. He's an RFA, again, this was a tough exercise, I felt like maybe he's kind of, you know, he's had a few down years due to injury and stuff, thought it might be a worthwhile risk, and if you don't want to qualify him, you don't have to.
0: Yeah, I don't want to say someone's ever washed at age 25, but he's getting pretty close, um, just in terms of his injury history, he never seems to live up to expectations, I know he was like an analytics darling back in the day because he was really good with the possession metrics and always seemed to have that extra gear that he never quite got to. Um, I opted instead for young defenseman in Jeremy Lazan. He's not that much younger. He's only a year younger, actually, than Kasha. <laughs> but uh, he's only making 850000 against the cap. And, yeah, he seemed to be a pretty sturdy, dependable defenseman this year for them. He was often paired with Charlie McAvoy. Um, yeah, I think he's a decent pick. Let's see who the experts went for. So we have Jeremy Lazon, Jeremy Lazon, and Jakob Zaboral as the three picks from okay. Boston. So
1: They all took a young defenseman? Yeah. Fair enough.
0: All right. So we'll move it along to the Buffalo Sabres. My God, there was not much to choose from here. No, um, not at all. I guess it's my turn to go first. Um, I went with Rasmus Asplund. I mean sure <laughs> he's 23 I've heard of him I think he's got a little bit of potential maybe but like it was really really like scraping the bottom of the barrel here in Buffalo so uh yeah did you find any hidden gems in the dirt there? uh nope I wouldn't say I found a gem at all I
1: took uh, Colin Miller
0: gets gets double double expansion drafted that's right yeah <laughs> Yeah, poor well, guy. He did well the first time around. He's just somehow toiled away doing nothing in Buffalo. But I think anyone, once they're taken away from Buffalo, can do better. He can revive their careers. So True. Could work out. You never know. Yeah. All right. So the experts for Buffalo chose, let's see, we had William Borgen was a pick. He's an RFA defenseman. I think that the Sabres like him quite a bit. So hmm. I can understand that pick. I actually probably should have looked that way. But... Uh, that's okay. I'm all right with uh, Rasmus Asplund. He was actually taken by the next two experts, so I feel like I'm close enough there.
1: Yeah, I think he had a good end of the year. So
0: Yeah. All right, so now we move on to the Calgary Flames. Here's where things got a bit contentious in terms of who we left protected or unprotected. So I'll let you start it off, Scott, and uh, your pick will pretty much indicate who you did protect, I think.
1: Uh, Calgary? Um, yeah, I chose Chris Tanev. Um yeah, so I protected um Giordano, which some people are saying he won't be protected, but I can't really grasp that. So, tan of it is, in my mind I was even thinking he'd be a, a good uh he'd be captain material for an expansion team, so I went with him.
0: Yeah, I uh I went back and forth on this. I completely understand what you're saying about Giordano not being protect or sorry, being protected because He's their captain. He's played with them his entire career. He's just, like, been unbelievable for them. He won a Norris for them at age 35 two years ago. Like, still had a pretty productive year this last year. Um, I know he's 37. I know he makes $6.75 million, but I feel like this sends the wrong message in a way if you leave someone who means this much to your franchise unprotected and it feels like it signals, like, maybe even a rebuild. That being said, I left him unprotected and took Mark <laughs> I just went with what other people seemed to be saying. I was too uh, too afraid. <laughs> nah, that's fair. Uh, yeah. I don't I know. I that. I don't know if it's fair, but hey, my team has Mark Giordano on it now. That's pretty sweet. So, yeah, uh,
1: well, yeah. I can tell you that well, like hearing that in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, that's a good pick because when I look at all the defensemen I took, I realize now... There are almost zero offensive defensemen. But hey,
0: whatever. But Yeah, it's a good pick just because I was too cowardly to to (laughs) protect Giordano. So, um, in any case, quite a few of the experts agreed with me in the cowardice department. We had uh, one person select Oliver Shillington, and two of them select Mark Giordano, just so you know. So, uh, we'll move on to Carolina, and this was a tough one. Um, I'll let you lead things off for this one. Actually, No. You led them off last time. I will jump in on this one, sorry. So, uh, yeah, this was tough in terms of the fact that Carolina's a deep team. They have a lot of good players that they had to leave unprotected. A lot of players with decent potential as well. And uh, for me, it came down to kind of a choice between Warren Fogle, who is a... You can do a lot of things. He's a pretty useful middle six to top six forward. Um, Morgan Geeky who's pretty young but has shown a decent amount of potential for them as a center, he's only 22 and Jake Bean who has just not gotten a shot on their blue line because their blue line has been so deep the whole time that he's been coming up through the system so I ended up going with Jake Bean Um, I think he can run a power play he could even be the first power play defenseman on this team as soon as this next year Um, who did you take Scott? Um, yeah, I mean, I like
1: your choice of Jake Bean, um, based on who you said you protected and didn't. Uh, I can totally understand that, and I think I would do the same. For me, I also left Jake Bean exposed on my protected list. Um, just for the record, Robin and I agreed to allow for trades, I guess, um, or deals of some sort in advance of the actual expansion draft, so, um... I tried to be realistic uh, with mine, and and in the case of Carolina, I decided they're going to make a trade, and they're going to make a trade to p- protect Jake Bean. Um, I also protected Morgan Geeky and Warren, how do you say his name, Fogel? Fogel, yeah. True. Sure. <laughs> anyway, so the trade for me just, I didn't, of course, get into specifics with trades because that seems absurd, but um, I the trade forced uh, Seattle to take Niederreiter. Okay. Yeah, so I, I mean, think that's a pretty sweet deal for Carolina. So I don't know what they'd have to add to that, but...
0: Yeah, I don't know why I ended up choosing to protect Niederreiter, considering he has a pretty high cap hit, right?
1: Mm-hmm, yeah, 5.25, currently.
0: I guess you got to pay for players that are your top six forwards, but uh, yeah, he's a guy who I feel like has never quite lived up to the potential he's shown. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, so I can, I can understand what you're what you're saying there, Scott. Now let's see uh, what the experts have to say. So um, we have one for Warren Fogle, one for Jake Bean, and a second for Warren Fogle. So uh, a bit of disagreement there with the experts and us, but... Uh,
1: yeah, I think they're kind of assuming that Fogel is... He wants out, is what I'm hearing.
0: Yeah, so. I think he does want out, but, uh, I mean, he's a pretty good tradable asset for Carolina if they want afterwards, so I don't know. Yeah, it's cool. hard to say. There's there's a lot of good options from Carolina, basically, is what it comes down to. Um, so move on to Chicago. So I'll let you lead things off with the Blackhawks. Sure.
1: Um, for the Blackhawks, well, there wasn't much to choose from. It was actually quite painful. Um, they could literally do anything on this one, but i had them taking a UFA in Vinny Hinnestroza, you know, the guy could play for them or they might just not sign him.
0: And who based knows. on and based on who they were leaving exposed, if you get nothing from Chicago, it doesn't really hurt that much. Yeah, you're
1: getting nothing no matter what you do. <laughs> and in fact, uh, when I, I did a little... When I wrote up my lines, yeah, Hinnestroza did not make the cut. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't sign him in my world. <laughs>
0: wow. Um, so I ended up taking Riley Stillman based on the fact that he's 23 and you can probably just put him in the minors and let him develop potentially. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's um, fair. He's only making 773,000 against the cap, so who knows? He could turn into something. Um, I was maybe a little intrigued at picking someone like Brett Connolly or Calvin DeHaan, one of their like higher-paid veterans that are available but ultimately they just didn't move the needle enough for me to pay those prices that they cost. Like, Calvin DeHaan's making 4.55 mil. Yeah, nothing. As, yeah, I'm okay without that, I think. Um, Plus, there's a lot of defensive defensemen available. <laughs> yeah, as, as we will learn. Um, so the experts disagreed with me because the first person took Calvin Dahan. Um <laughs> But that was followed up by with a, a pick of Riley Stillman, and then kind of baffling choice of Malcolm Subban, but, um, this, okay. yeah, sure. I guess like there's nothing really to pick from and maybe you just needed to meet a quota. I don't know. So we'll move along to Colorado where things are a bit juicier. Okay. Why don't you start off for Colorado? Sure. Then. So this was an interesting, um, interesting exercise in terms of figuring out who to protect, how to go about the protection list. Cause Colorado has, some really important assets that uh, I don't think they can lose. And the only way that I could figure out how to protect things in a way that made sense to me was to go four and four. So four forwards and four defensemen. So this had me protecting Taves, um, Gerard, Makar, and unfortunately Eric Johnson still had his no move clause, so I had him protected, um, I believe. I don't think I had him waive it, no. so. In this situation, there are some interesting options available. Um, where did I go that? No, I think actually what I did is I had him move his okay, here's what I did. I remember it now. I had him <laughs> I had him wave his no move clause and then I had them go seven three so they could protect some more of their forwards. So the forward options are not quite as exciting anymore, but I ultimately went with Ryan Graves. Um, I think he can be a really important player for, for Seattle, he can do a lot of different things. He's a good physical defenseman, brings a lot of size to the team, and I, I ended up drafting a decent amount of offensive defensemen, so I think he fills a niche for me. So, Scott, how about you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I like that pick on your part, and I agree with Eric Johnson waving his no-move clause. I also thought that's what would happen, mostly because I think... You'd be crazy to take Eric Johnson if you're Seattle, so he's safe. Um, Sucks for him, um, because it is a risk. But I also had them taking, uh, sorry, did you, you yeah, Adam
0: Graves, hey? Ryan Graves. Ryan. (laughs) Come on, (laughs) Adam Graves is great. No relation. Um,
1: Yeah, I also had them taking Ryan Graves, because it just makes sense. Yeah,
0: just makes sense. You were close to Donskoy, though, weren't you?
1: Uh, yeah I looked at Donskoy but um, and I considered doing protecting four and four for them as well I mm-hmm. just they left too many good forwards exposed
0: so in the end yeah. graves in the end Johnson has to suck it up and yeah
1: yeah and Johnson's an older version of Ryan graves to me so yeah maybe it'll be okay for the fu- the near future
0: yeah so looking at the experts picks two of them agreed with us and took Ryan graves and the last guy took Eunice Donskoy so we're pretty close there. All right, so we will move it along to Columbus. I feel like I'm getting all of the like teams with like lots to choose from, and you're getting <laughs> left with the, the dregs right now, Scott. Oh, ah, that's okay. But uh, can you tell us your uh, thought process with Columbus?
1: Yeah, the forwards were pretty easy. There's only like five forwards worth protecting, and you have to protect seven, so you just throw a dart and protect two more. Um, defense as well, pretty easy, not much there. So I took Gabriel Carlson on defense, and I must admit I know nothing about him. And it was Except just. Except that to he's pick twenty-four. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> twenty-four, makes seven hundred twenty-five uh, thousand, not million dollars, <laughs> and he is
0: signed for one more season. So he meets that twenty twenty-one twenty-two contract quotient that we had to to deal with, which was a bit of an interesting for thing sure. I didn't even consider before we did this exercise. So maybe he's good
1: and. One of our two listeners can call in and tell us that, but I have no idea, so... Yeah. How about you?
0: I ended up going with Eric Robinson. Um, He's a winger who I think works well in the bottom six. He's like a hard-working, hard-nosed winger from everything I've read, but honestly don't know a whole (laughs) lot about this guy. It was between him and Stenlund for me. Okay. Um, Stenlund had... If I recall... I uh, almost picked him up in the Keeper League for a bit because he started his first, like, five or six games <laughs> this season with five or six points. And I was like, oh, this guy could be uh, ready to do something. But then he inevitably just did nothing. Um, so, yeah, I went with Robinson.
1: Yeah, that'll happen.
0: <laughs> and in terms of the experts' picks, we have Dean Kukin from the first person. Then we have Robinson from the next two.
1: Okay. Yeah. There you go.
0: So... Next, we will go to the Dallas Stars. Um, for this one, I don't know, wasn't as exciting as I thought it might be. There was not a whole lot to choose from. I ended up going with Anton Hudobin. Uh, just figured he had the most value. I was close to picking Jason Dickinson, but ultimately went with Hudobin. So, uh, Scott, what did you think?
1: Yeah, once again, I think we had a similar thought process. I looked at open for a while, and then I looked at his age, and I was like, meh. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went with Jason Dickinson.
0: <laughs> Fair enough.
1: Yeah, there wasn't a lot there, really. No.
0: Yeah, so don't really need to dig too much into this team. It's nah. kind of boring. Yep. Um, so from the experts, one of them took, he said, either Anton Khudobin or Jason Dickinson could go here. <laughs> so why not Riley Tufty? the person took Tufty. I, <laughs> I don't even see Riley Tufty as being available on our list so yeah, I feel like sure. that's an illegal pick um, yeah that doesn't seem right expert um, then we had Anton Kudobin from one and Dickinson from the other so there you go okay yeah, so we're on the money um, Detroit Red Wings Scott I'll let you lead off <sighs>
1: <laughs> I am getting all the shit teams <laughs> Another, like, I struggled to even recognize names to pick. Um, I went with, don't ask me why. I went with Danny DeKaiser. I didn't, like, I don't know why. He's got a $5 million cap hit, but only for one more year. So maybe he's tradable if you retain salary. Got to meet the cap floor somehow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that too.
0: (laughs) Who did you go with? I went with Vladislav Nemesnikov. Um, he's a little bit younger, only makes $2 million, and he's pretty versatile. He can play wing or center. So I thought he could be somewhat useful. Uh, yeah, I think that's a good pick,
1: actually. I don't know how I skipped over him, but maybe I
0: protected him. Maybe. I, don't know. I left him unprotected. I don't remember why. But in any case, he was available and I took him. I was also like looking a little bit at... Um, evgeny Svechnikov as a possibility but ultimately i don't i think just the name is the allure but i don't think he's really capable of doing much
1: interestingly i just looked at my protected list and i protected both Svechnikov and Nemesnikov. so i'd be curious to see who you protected but we can do that after
0: yeah um i protected i know i protected adam ernie did you protect him no okay so maybe that's part of it um in any case, the experts chose Nemesnikov, Stetcher, Stetcher. So hmm. two people for Troy Stetcher. Okay, I, I had think. him protected. Okay, yeah, that makes sense, I guess. I guess... <laughs> what
1: was that? <laughs> In theory, um, you would probably protect De Kaiser.
0: So, mm, whatever. I didn't protect De Kaiser. Oh, really? Yeah. Who'd
1: you protect on D?
0: Um, Don't say Christian Jews. No, I didn't protect Christian <laughs> Jews as much as I wanted to. Um, Dennis Cholowski was one of them. Yeah. Philip Roenick. And there was like another 23-year-old defenseman, I think. You didn't protect Stature. No. Hmm. Okay. Um, it was some, it was like Gustav Lindstrom, something like that, maybe.
1: I don't know. I was You're honest shit
0: up. Honestly, I was going off of the the beat writer for the Athletic and their protection list for this one cuz okay. Oh, there if, is a Lindstrom. Fuck if I know for Detroit at this point who's good and who's not.
1: All right. All right. Yeah. I didn't I thought you were making a joke cuz you said Lindstrom I thought, no.
0: but you said Lindstrom. Yeah. Okay. So that's who I protected and that's why I had Stetcher and Kaiser available. Fair enough. Um, but yeah. I'll move along to Edmonton. This is a team that, given their the amount of the number of points they piled up in the regular season, you would think they would have more to choose from than they do. But alas, their depth chart is terrible. And I ended up going with Tyler Benson on this one. Really? twenty three year old winger who's an RFA, who I think at some point showed some promise, but I don't know. Like He's the next big rig. He was it was I was between him and Jujar Kyra, because mm. Jujar Kyra it's uh Good physical player, play center, be a good fourth liner, potentially.
1: So was Caleb Jones protected on your...
0: I I think he was, actually. Really? I think I protected Caleb Jones because they needed to uh, protect him for the Duncan Keith trade that will inevitably happen. (laughs) And then so Chicago can have Caleb Jones and then sign uh, Seth Jones or trade for Seth Jones. (laughs) Oh, my God. That would be insane if that happened. But, yeah, like, if I protect Caleb Jones... Maybe we can look at it as being like, I'm protecting Caleb Jones, who is a placeholder for Duncan Keith. And I feel like the Oilers would probably have protected Duncan Keith.
1: Hmm. Okay, fair enough. For the Oilers, for me, I protected Nurse, Clefbaum and Bear.
0: Oh, okay, you so you protected Clefbaum. I left him available just because of his uncertain injury uh, situation. Right.
1: And I've actually heard that perhaps he will be exempt. Hmm. Um, Yeah. Okay, who did I pick? Oh, yeah. I So Edmonton was one for me where I don't think they want to lose Caleb Jones, so I decided they're going to make a trade. And in that trade, they're going to get Seattle to take Kyle Turris. I thought Kyle Turris might be a good pick for a expansion team anyways. He's a center, and he's had decent seasons in the distant past, <laughs> so maybe he can channel some distant past magic I don't well,
0: know. well as as we will see as we go further through this exercise it is very hard to find centers who have more than like a 40 point ceiling That's so, true. yeah so that might not be the worst idea um, so we'll move it along oh wait we should see the experts so oh, yeah they went with someone took Stuart Skinner I had Stuart Skinner not available I had him as a protected Player.
1: oh so did i actually
0: yeah i think in this exercise they had mike smith as being signed before it and being protected for some reason
1: mike smith is 52 years old why would you protect him
0: yeah like i i don't know i he had a great year but like as as we know he's 52 so no one wants him <laughs> not even edmonton they just get
1: stuck with him and then he plays well
0: yeah in any case i thought Stuart skinner should be protected yeah I then the next two people took Caleb Jones, but like we kind of gave our reasoning for why we don't think Caleb Jones is getting taken. I don't even think Caleb Jones is that good, to be honest, but I do think that they can use him as a trade chip for Duncan Keith, is what it sounds like. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Poor Edmonton. Yeah. Which is funny because, honestly, the team that's taking on Duncan Keith's salary at this point should probably not be trading away assets to get that.
1: Yeah, and I heard that Chicago was saying they won't retain any salary. And I was thinking, like, well, that's absurd. But Yeah, but if they we've seen
0: him. Edmonton make dumb decisions, mostly under Chiarelli. But Ken Holland has also made his fair share of weird decisions when he was Detroit's GM. Who knows? True. Um, so we'll move on to Florida. This is your your turn to go first.
1: My turn for Florida, hey. Uh, Florida, for me, was fairly straightforward. I took Chris Dreger. He's played really well this last year, and I think it's a worthwhile flyer to take. I know he's a UFA, but uh, with Spencer Knight and the dead contract of Bobrovsky, I'd say that Dreger has a better chance somewhere else. So if I was him, I'd, I'd sign in Seattle.
0: Yeah, a lot of a lot of people are kind of hinting at that happening, that is going to get taken by Seattle, and they'll probably sign him um if not they can maybe try and trade him within the next few days if it seems like he doesn't want to play there for whatever reason Um, but he's got value for sure right now he had an awesome regular season with florida Um, i did struggle a bit on this one i struggled between him and duclair i had anthony duclair left un unprotected also i was looking a little bit at ryan lomberg and mason marchmont as potential like fourth liners that could move up the lineup if need be um, but ultimately, Chris Drieger was my choice.
1: Yeah, I think
0: that's fair. Mm-hmm. So experts, they went Duclair, Drieger, Drieger. So yeah, pretty pretty much on par with them. Um, LA. This one this one was more interesting than I thought it would be. Not, like, not in terms of there being a ton of skill available, but uh, there's a lot of potential available a lot of young young players left unprotected by LA because their roster is pretty much entirely young players. True. So for this one, I was mostly going back and forth between Kale Clegg and Blake Lazotte. Maybe even Leas Anderson I was considering a little bit. But I ultimately went with Blake Lazotte mostly because I needed centers and I needed someone who had a contract for the next year. So... He's signed for next year at 925000 which is pretty reasonable. And he's only 23 years old. Um, I think he was a penalty killer for LA this last year. I think he can play in some some different situations. So, yeah, that's what I went with.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Who did I go with? Uh, I went with Brendan Lemieux. Hmm. So I actually left Blake Lazat unprotected. So it was kind of between those two for me. Um as well. I did protect Kale Clegg. Oh, okay. That must have meant I left somebody oh Ollie Mata unprotected. Yeah I left him unprotected too. And Christian Willannon. Yeah. Oh. Who'd you protect on D?
0: Um Drew Doughty, Sean Walker, and Matt Ro,
1: I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah fair.
0: mm-hmm Um, yeah. I mean, the big name that's left unprotected or the two big names you could say are Jonathan quick and Dustin Brown, but at those contracts and at their age, I just didn't see it making sense. I actually protected Brown as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, there could be a potential argument for picking Dustin Brown, but he also was injured to end the season. So there might be something there that could hurt him long term. I don't know. It's hard to say. True. Um, anyway, let's see who the experts took. So, we have Kale Clegg, Blake Lazat, Kale Clegg. Okay. Reasonable. Minnesota. So this is your turn, Scott.
1: Okay. Um, for Minnesota, everything has uh, Minnesota with uh, Dumba not protected because of all the no-movement clauses on their defense. I think that's insane. And if that's how it's going to end up, I think Minnesota is either going to trade Dumba or they're going to make a deal with Seattle, and uh, Seattle will select Talbot. So I had Talbot for my
0: roster. It's a good choice. I mean, Cam Talbot was really good this last year. Um, yeah, I was kind of leaning towards him over Kudobin as one of my goalies when I was picking through them, but then I saw that I could choose Matt Dumba instead. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And I didn't I didn't go as much into the hypothetical trade route as Scott did, so I just went with Matt Dumba as my pick. And, it was, I mean, it's hard to leave a goalie like Cam Talbot there, but uh, if you got Matt Dumba available to you, it makes sense. Some other uh, notable players that I thought are good but were not at the same level as Matt Dumba would be Ryan Hartman and Carson Soucy mm-hmm. as players who could have been picked. I don't even know if that's how you say his last name. Susie, Saucy, Saucy.
1: Throughout this exercise, I've realized I don't know how to say half the players' names (laughs) nowadays. I feel like I'm Don Cherry.
0: Yeah, I was going to say all of a sudden, Don (laughs) Cherry doesn't, his position doesn't seem as uh, enviable as before. (laughs) It's true. Or I don't think he's as big of an idiot as I. No, I still think he's a pretty big idiot. But uh, anyway, the experts went for Cam Talbot, Matt Dumba, Matt Dumba. So we're pretty much there with them.
1: I think a lot of the times the experts, like, put a caveat that they're that they're just using the rosters yeah. as is
0: yeah like these the the experts on the athletic by the way i should mention are going off of beat writers protected lists that they came up with just from their knowledge of the markets so even if these writers the on the athletic the the non-beat writers the experts who are making the picks think that someone else should be protected they're just using those protection lists so right yeah okay um so, yeah, Montreal Canadiens. Um, they had a decent amount of potential on this roster that was left available. So this was a tough one. I was tempted by Jake Allen, but I found I had enough goalies already. <laughs> um, I ended up going with Jake Evans, a different Jake. Um, 25-year-old center. He's on under contract for another year, makes 750000 so he's pretty cheap. I think he's a good bottom six center. Um, Or you can just take him out of the lineup and bring him in as like a 13th forward if need be, as the Montreal Canadiens did often this offseason. And he's great at taking teams' number one centers out of playoff series. Absolutely. No, the Department of Player Safety. Oh, right. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, who did you go with, Scott?
1: Um, I went with uh, Joel Edmondson. I decided that Montreal was only going to protect three defensemen and that Edmondson honestly probably is crap and somehow it worked out for Marc Bergevin that he's was reasonable as a fourth defenseman this year and I just felt like they're gonna realize he's crap and let him be exposed and Seattle's gonna be tricked
0: that's fair I uh yeah I went with the four four and four when I was doing this with Montreal because uh, maybe it's just like recency bias, but watching them go through the playoffs and ride those four defensemen for like 30 minutes a night, all of them. Basically, I was like, okay, I think they need these guys. Um, so I protected Sherrod and Edmondson as well as... Um, yeah,
1: and that's fair. And that's a really good way of looking at it. And probably that's what Marc Bergevin going to do. And then Montreal is going to win the cup next year because... That's stupid. Just, just
0: NHL is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, I was I had a bit of difficulty choosing between Jake Evans and like Jonathan Drouin, who still got a ton of potential, but doesn't seems to have character issues. I don't know what's going on with him. Yeah. Um, Arturi Lekkinen was another possibility, but he is an RFA, and I needed more people with a contract next year. So Jake Evans ultimately landed in that spot. Um, yeah, so let's see what the experts decided to go with on this one. They went with. Jake Allen, Jonathan Drouin, and Brett Kulak. Okay. So an interesting selection there. Yeah. Did not expect Kulak.
1: No, me either. Jake Allen I also looked at long and hard too, Mm -hmm. but yeah, there are other younger goalies available, so.
0: Fair. So we'll move it along to Nashville. Scott, I'll let you lead off.
1: Nashville. Okay, so I kind of went outside the box with Nashville a little bit. I don't know if it's in reality at all or what but i took um michael granland so this is on the assumption that they switched from carrier i did switch yeah (laughs) this is on the assumption that they protected four defensemen and four forwards um granland is a ufa but i thought man maybe they can sway him with a little bit of extra cash and he can be their top line center or something
0: maybe um I mean, there are plenty of top-line centers left available unprotected in my exercise of the Natural <laughs> Predators that are not UFAs, but uh, I suppose you don't want to pay $8 million a year for them. Yeah. <laughs> and you actually want top-line center production. <laughs> yeah, so in my list, I went four, four and four, uh, four defensemen, four forwards. And actually, I should mention the beat writer for Nashville, they went three and five, the rare... Situation, the only situation I've ever seen where a team would go three and five, where they protected three forwards and five defensemen. Nah, I think that's absurd. Also, they could protect Alexandre Carrier. <laughs> um, sure. But uh, yeah, I didn't do that. I went four and four and protected Kali Arncroc instead to make sure that he wasn't taken because I think he's more valuable than Alexandre Carrier. I, I don't know. That's yeah, how I feel.
1: I protected him too. I think that's fair.
0: Yeah, so. Uh, one thing Scott did talk about a little bit was the possibility of selecting Matt Duchesne, which I think is an interesting thought process because, yeah, he's definitely not played at his peak the last year, year and a half, but we've seen what he can do when he plays well, and who knows, maybe he needs a change of scenery, different system to just get his offense going again. But he is also signed till twenty twenty six at eight million a year, so it's it's a pretty expensive bet to make if it goes wrong yeah that's pretty crazy yeah to think about after this last year (laughs) so i ended up going with carrier i took alexandre carrier um okay 24 he's signed until 2023 24 and so much more yeah Yeah. let's see what the experts went with they took yarn yakov trenin and this article was written before the Victor Arvidsson trade, so one of them took Victor Arvidsson. Huh, okay. I feel like if Arvidsson was available, like it's stupid not to take Arvidsson.
1: Yeah, I would take Arvidsson too. He'd be yeah. your best forward.
0: Yeah. So moving along to New Jersey, another team with not a whole lot <laughs> available. Um, yeah, I was between a few different boring forward options <laughs> and i went with nathan bastion <laughs> i don't even know who that is <laughs> he he yeah. will you can put him onto the fourth line and he will hit this is what you need to know he gets about three hits a game great and um, he's 23 he signed through to 2023 so again he meets my 2021-22 contracts need and he only makes seven hundred fourteen thousand. um yeah he I don't know. From, like, I was looking at him a bit here and there during our Keeper League just when I was considering... Like, I put him on my watch list as a player who had limited offense but could hit a shit ton. So I ended up going with him over Michael McLeod and over Nick Merkley. Those were the three youngish guys I was considering.
1: Okay. I was in the same boat as you considering... Well, not... Nathan Bastion, but <laughs> Michael McLeod and Nick Merkley, and I ended up taking Michael McLeod. Felt like he had the most potential.
0: That's fair. He was a former like 12th overall pick, I think.
1: Yeah, for sure, first round pick. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I was like, mm, gotta have some young potential on your team.
0: Yeah, and I honestly, if all things being equal in terms of them all having 2021, 20, 22 contracts, I probably would have taken. McLeod over Bastion. Actually, I'm looking at it now. I have one extra 2021-22 contract. Hmm. Maybe I switch it from uh, Bastion to McLeod. I don't know.
1: Okay, fair. Yeah, I was thinking about this too. Just looking at the fake lines I made up and the fact that I apparently only draft defensive defensemen. Ridiculous. But um, (laughs) even PK Subban would be not a terrible pick for my team that I drafted (laughs) because I have no offensive defenseman, and he's only being paid nine million. For one, only one more year. For one more year. That's yeah. the key.
0: That's the key. Only one more year, and you get like this 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 fun loving guy on your franchise who could become a fan favorite pretty quickly. Yeah. And then maybe you extend him for like two or three million a year after sure. that. So no, it's possible.
1: It's doable. Yeah. Or maybe you trade him and retain salary. I don't know.
0: Maybe. Yeah, it depends on what their season's looking like. True, I guess. Um, yeah, the experts they went with. Nathan Schnarr, who I don't see on this list, <laughs> this guy—I uh, think it's Ian Clark. He's taken two prospects that aren't available on cap friendly at all, so far. Um, I, oh
1: yeah, he says exempt on.
0: Cap yeah. Friendly. I don't know what's going on. Um, Duhatchik took Michael McLeod, and Decision took Michael McLeod. So mm-hmm. okay, okay. there we go. All right, so your turn for the New York Islanders. Oh.
1: Sorry, I'm on my protected list
0: here. One second, scrolling. No worries. Do you want me to lead off the Islanders? Yes. Okay, so the Islanders, um, they had some interesting options. Ultimately, I broke it down to do I have enough offensive defensemen? (laughs) And the answer was yes. Have I hit enough of the cap so far? The answer was yes. (laughs) So I did not need Nick Letty. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, So I instead went with one of their prospects. And I was between Kiefer Bellows and Otto Koivula. Um, I've heard Otto Koivula is a decent prospect, and he's one year younger than Kiefer Bellows, so I went with him.
1: (laughs) Okay, I like like that thought process and going between those two guys. Um, I can't remember exactly what I did differently than you, but I took a defenseman and I took Scott Mayfield.
0: Yeah, so I think you had different people protected. I think you probably had Nick Letty protected. Yeah,
1: that must have been what I did. Mm -hmm. So I just took the best available defenseman. There were a lot of UFAs on the Islanders, if I'm Mm -hmm. not
0: mistaken. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair for sure. I mean, like, your options basically outside of the UFAs, you have, like, Komarov, Matt Martin, and Cal Clutterbuck.
1: Yeah, and I did think about all those
0: fourth-line grinders because they're so good. They would be useful, for sure. Like, a guy like Clutterbuck could be really good, but... I also feel like they are, like, Islanders for life, these guys. <laughs> like, Clutterbuck yeah. especially. I don't know how much he's would be willing to go to another team at this point. It's Not true. that it's his choice, but um, I just don't know if he would play the same if he was out of that Islander system and just, like, what it's he's true.
1: known. Well, back in the day when he played for Minnesota, he did play the same.
0: Yeah, that's true. Never know. Maybe he's worth taking. It could be, like, your... Pierre Edward Belmar kind of pick, like yeah. the Knights took, but uh, he is also 33 and making 3.5 million for a fourth liner.
1: Yeah, I think you and I both took a replacement player for him later on a different team.
0: Yeah, I think we're talking to Saint Louis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, let's see what the experts went with. They had Otto Koyvila, Otto Koivula and Kiefer Bellows. Okay. So they went the prospect route. Um, honestly, if Mayfield's available, it's a great pick. I think he's possibly not available, just because he's super cheap and he eats like 20 minutes a night for them and plays really reliable, solid D. Yeah, it's true. They'll probably protect him. Did um, you do a
1: four and four then, or
0: no? You left no, Letty unprotected. No, because I left Letty unprotected. Hmm. Um, so now the New York Rangers. I'll let you take this one.
1: Um, from the Rangers, I took Colin Blackwell. Don't ask me why. It just seemed like the only available player, so I took him.
0: At a certain point, you need players that <laughs> have 2021-22 20, contracts <laughs> and that have NHL experience. And Blackwell actually had a decent run with the Rangers this last year. He kind of came out of nowhere, but he was pretty decent. Um, he only makes 725000 so that's pretty cheap. Um, he's the kind of guy who I could see actually, like, putting up, like, 40 or 50 points for an expansion team, just if he had a good role with them. Yeah, I agree. There's potential there. Yeah. So, I I also went with Colin Blackwell. Um, honestly, it wasn't even, like, super close for me. I guess, like, I was considering Kevin Rooney if I wanted, like, a fourth-line center or whatever, but I feel like I have enough of those types. I think I <laughs> needed some offense at this point, some cheap offense. So I went with Colin Blackwell. Um, the experts, let's see what they said. They had Kevin Rooney, Blackwell, Blackwell. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, we're right there with them. Uh, I know both of us talked about D'Angelo a little bit on this team.
1: Yeah. I just, I couldn't do it because he just doesn't
0: seem like a Ron Francis kind of guy. So Ron Francis has, <laughs> has morality. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's just too big of a douche. Can't do it. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. All right, so the Ottawa Senators. Um, Not a ton to choose from. I mean, I ended up going with Chris Tierney. I left him unprotected. But I also left Evgeny Dadnov unprotected. That could have been a possibility just because he had such a miserable year and he's 32. Um, I don't know if that's actually what they're going to do, but... Yeah, I was going off of the the beat writers list, and uh, solid center. Yeah, yeah, Chris Tierney. He's like a forty point, like clockwork center. Yeah, I and mean, he can play third third line, be pretty reliable. So I went with him. How about you? Um, I went with uh, Nick Paul.
1: I just kind of went with age and potential. Tierney same thing, but I had I'd picked a lot of centers I think already at this point, so I kind of steered clear of that.
0: And Paul is a bit more versatile. I think he can play wing and center.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: I think so. Mm-hmm. Alright, so the experts for Ottawa went with Tierney, Tierney, and Anton Forsberg for some reason. I don't yeah. really understand the Anton Forsberg thing. Didn't he get claimed by like, like seven teams? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, seriously, that's weird. Yeah, that's weird. Like, if anything, go with Joey Decord, I think, if you're going to pick one of their goalies. But... Oh, really?
1: I was thinking Hogberg.
0: No, Hogberg was terrible this last year.
1: Yeah, but he's a goalie. He could be, like, the best goalie in the world next
0: it's year. It's true. You never know with goalies. I actually
1: had Tierney protected, so... Okay.
0: Yeah, well, knows. I had Nick Paul protected, so... Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, so I think if... Paul is protected, then Tierney could be the choice. If Tierney's protected, then Paul could be the choice.
1: And if you protect both, then Dadanov? Okay. Let's yeah. see where this is going. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs>
0: yeah. Although if you protect both, then maybe it's like... Who did I protect? I guess, like Was it Logan Brown that I protected? Yeah, I did too, which yeah. is also kind of weird. Yeah, I don't know if he's even... I think he's fallen down the death chart quite a bit for their prospects, so I could see him being left unprotected.
1: Now that I see the salary of Dadanov... When I think about Ottawa's young team, I'm like, man, just don't protect him. Yeah. And they probably won't choose him anyway.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Okay. All right. So we'll move along to Philadelphia. Do you want to lead us off?
1: Yeah, sure. So Philly was a hard one, I thought. Um, there's a lot that Seattle could pick from here. Um, ultimately, I w- went with Van Riemsdyk. And I've heard rumors that they're going to leave him and um, Voracek exposed, which is kind of crazy to me. Um, for me, I protected Voracek, um, and I also, but I did also leave um, Nolan Patrick exposed. Uh, and I this was the fifth and final trade that I made, and I said Philly was going to make a trade to
0: protect Nolan Patrick and have them take JVR. Interesting. Yeah. So the. The Flyers, they're going to have to lose a decent forward regardless, I think. They have a lot of like, either like good forward, young forwards or older forwards who are doing their main production but make maybe a little too much money. So I had them leaving Van Riemsdyke and Voracek both exposed so that they could protect Patrick and Lawton, which okay. seems kind of crazy. But they did just re-sign Lawton to that deal. I think they see him as a big part of their team. Um, and he's much cheaper and younger than JVR and Vorchek. But, uh, yeah, my team needs scoring, so I took Vorchek.
1: Yeah, I would too if he was available. Yeah,
0: for sure. <laughs> um, and the other option that you could have potentially gone with is Ghost Despair. Spare. Um, yeah. He's a, a bit of a wild card, but you never know. He could, if you needed an offensive defenseman, you he could have worse options. That's true. That's In hindsight, that's who I should have taken because
1: I took all defensive <laughs> defensemen. <laughs>
0: Yeah, whatever whatever floats your boat, you could just have like a grinded out team. Like the Islanders. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Alright, so the experts, they went with JVR, JVR, JVR. So you're on the right wavelength there, Scott. Okay. Maybe they don't see Voracek as being available. Um so now we'll move on to Pittsburgh. So Pittsburgh, they have some interesting options for sure. Um I looked at their beat writers expose, exposure list and they had Jeff Carter being protected, which kind of confused me given the fact that he's 36. I guess he played really well with them when he came over and yeah. he's got a lot of his salary being retained by L.A. But I don't know. just I don't feel like it makes sense for them to protect Jeff Carter. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But uh, I left him unprotected. Anyway, it's a red herring because I went with Jason Zucker as my pick. (laughs) Okay. Um, I was also between... I was actually really close to picking Zach Aston Reese, but he is an RFA, and I needed more of those people with contracts for next year. (laughs) Okay, fair enough.
1: Um,
0: Yeah, I can't argue with your logic too
1: much there. I did, however, protect Jeff Carter, and I think it was based on recency bias and the fact that LA retained so much of his salary. And then I was just thinking about the fact that it's Hextall and Brian Burke that are now GM and president of the team, and I was like, Jeff Carter's a proven winner. Yeah, that's true. kind of fits in with the age group of Crosby and Malkin, and they want to do, you know, one last hurrah, so they'll probably make some dumb decision and protect Jeff Carter. And for me, that meant Jared McCann was left unprotected, so I took him for Seattle.
0: Yeah, that would be a good pick if I I had him protected, but if he's unprotected, I can all the way. Um, so the experts, they went with... So this here's the most ridiculous part, I think, of the <laughs> the Pittsburgh beat writer had Tristan Jari unprotected and protected Casey DeSmith instead. And even with that caveat, they only had one expert to pick Tristan Jari. I feel like... I would definitely pick Tristan Jari if he was left unprotected. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Um, But two of them took, or sorry, one took Jason Zucker, one took Jari, and one took Zach Aston Reese. Yeah, it's interesting. uh, Yeah, I looked at the the beat writer for Pittsburgh. They made some pretty wild choices. Um, Hey, go for it! It's, It's a fun exercise. All right, San Jose, your turn, Scott.
1: My turn for San Jose. Yeah, I'm giving you another one of the shit teams. (laughs) Great. I feel like there's a theme to tonight. Well, San Jose was boring, and I didn't get creative, so I took uh, Radim Simic, another name I can't say, and he's a defenseman. I don't know if he's any good. It was a
0: dart throw, really. He has a contract beyond (laughs) 2021. Yeah. If Honestly, you were between him, Martin Jones, and Matt Nieto, if you wanted guys with <laughs> the contract to be on 2021. And seeing that those were my options, I decided to waste one of my 2021 RFA picks on uh, Ryan Donato instead. Um, okay. Just given the chance that he finds some of that offense that he had when he was in Boston and Minnesota for a bit. I
1: think I must have
0: protected him. Hmm. I think I protected him and Jonathan Dulling, So Oh, okay yeah so yeah not not the most exciting one um i was really hoping to ha- have it be more exciting with my list of people who are left unprotected i, was, I wanted want to put like burns and evander kane out there and <laughs> yeah, a once bunch you of guys who, list, like, who make too wow. much money but then you realize how little the sharks have if they lose those guys yeah and you're like i know that the rebuild is going to be hard but i don't want it to be that hard
1: <laughs> yeah now that i've delved into it i don't even know how that ever started to be a a thought process for B writers.
0: Like. Yeah. So actually all three of these people, they went with Ryan Donato, the experts. Okay. Um, but yeah, if Ryan Donato is protected, then it becomes harder. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll move on to St. Louis. Um, for St. Louis, I looked at uh, a few different options. I was mostly going between Zach Sanford and Sammy Blay. Um, I ended up going with Sammy Blay just because he, again, has a contract in 2021-22, and he can hit a ton and would work pretty well as a high-energy fourth-line player for a new team, I think. Um, He's also only 25, so he's still going to be kicking for a while. I considered, so here's here's where I strayed a bit from the common school of thought and the beat writer for uh, St. Louis. I decided to leave Justin Falk unprotected and protected vince dunn because for the life of me i can't understand why you would want to have that gigantic shitty Falk contract protected
1: yeah i mean i i agree with literally everything you said so that's super boring but <laughs> i made the same pick as you i had the same thought process with Falk and dunn and yeah sammy blaze
0: mm-hmm. blaze it up so, uh, I, I even did consider picking Justin Faulkner for a bit, even after <laughs> making him available. So, it's like, I do need someone who's like a steady defenseman, but not at that contract. I just can't do it. Yeah, that contract's absurd. Mm-hmm. So, the experts, they all picked Vince Dunn. Like, no surprise, but I don't sure. think it makes sense that Vince Dunn is exposed. I, yeah, that doesn't make sense to me yeah. at all. So, we'll move along. All right, so, Scott, you get finally a more interesting team here in Tampa (laughs) Bay.
1: Yeah, Tampa is quite the conundrum to pick from because there's a lot of good stuff there. Um, I think I ended up going with three defensemen protected and seven forwards, and that left guys like Eric Cernak exposed. Um, Did not go for him. I went off the board, and I took Alex Barry-Boulay. Um, I felt like maybe the Kraken needed some young, up-and-coming potential. Um, Next Carter
0: Verhage, so to speak. Yes,
1: exactly. (laughs) And uh, kind of just leave the Lightning with their big contracts to kind of get out of that mess on their own. I thought it would be a good way to kind of get them. How about you?
0: Yeah, so I also went the 7-3 route instead of like the 4-4, and... I protected Chernak and left McDonough exposed, which is pretty controversial. Uh, I think a lot of people are expecting them to protect Ryan McDonough, but I I looked at his contract, and it's even worse potentially than Justin Falks <laughs> because he's 32 and it runs until 2026 and has a cap hit of slightly higher at $6.75 million. That being said, he's, I think, a more effective player at this point in his career than Justin Falk. Like, he, he was... Arguably, their best defenseman during their Stanley Cup run. Um, yeah, probably still Hedman, but yeah. uh, but he, he played some really tough minutes and did an awesome job. Like he's become more of a defensive specialist with Tampa because they have other people that can fill the offensive need. Victor Hedman, um, Mikhail Sergachev, <laughs> they have plenty of offensive options. So he's become this defensive stalwart, and uh, he's a great player, but. I just look at that contract, I look at the fact that he's 32, and it runs until he's, what, like 37, 38, and he's already slowed down a decent amount.
1: But why would you want that if you're Seattle? That's my only
0: question. Yeah, so that's the thing. Is well, I, I did mention some of the positive characteristics he has, but I think he could be a really good leader for them. Um, okay. That being said, I already picked Giordano, so I already have that, <laughs> that kind of player, that player archetype. But I don't know, I think that they... I think that they could still use him, and I think that maybe in an elevated role on a team like Seattle, if he's able to have an elevated role, I don't know if he would on my defense, <laughs> but uh, if he's able to play a little bit more offense, they could do something with him. But, yeah, I by going the 7-3 route, I was able to protect players like Kalorn, Palat, and Yanni Gord, who I think otherwise would have been available and were available on the beat writers' protected list. Yeah, um, same for me. Yeah, so it was between, for me, based on how I did it, like, it was either McDonough or Calfoot, really. And I ended up going with... Or Barry Boulay, actually, is a really good choice. I didn't even think about that until after you did that. And I guess, to an extent, Matthew joseph could be a good pick, too. Yeah. Um, But I ended up going with McDonough just to give them a bit more leadership and veteran know-how. Got to meet the cap floor. And to meet the cap floor, yeah. (laughs) So... We have, from the experts, Alex Calorn, Calfoot, and Yanni Gord for their oh. selections. So yeah,
1: everybody is all over the board because yeah. there's so many good options, which yeah, is
0: insane. just so much to choose from. And yet, and yet no one is taking three-time cup winner, back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, Patrick <laughs> Maroon, who is available. <laughs> shocking. Very shocking. All right, so, of course, it turns to me for the goddamn Toronto Maple Leafs. Yes! Um... Let's take them all. <laughs> so I ended up, I guess, doing what everyone else has done and left Travis Dermot and Alexander Kerfoot as like my main guys, unprotected, and took Alex Kerfoot because he's a bit more versatile. And I think Travis Dermot is overrated, um, at least overpaid for his next contract.
1: What's, isn't he only making like 1.25?
0: He's making 1.5 million for two years after this next one. Um, yeah, so Scott, what did you go with?
1: Um, it was between those two for me as well. I think that just suggests that the Leafs have done a pretty good job of... Sucking? I'm sucking. <laughs> Robin is very bitter about the Leafs right now, and it's actually hilarious.
0: <laughs> I can't believe they re-signed Wayne Simmons for 1.5 million <laughs> for two more years. <laughs> I'm just looking at my list right
1: now. Got to get that grit from somewhere. Yeah, I guess. Anyway, yeah, I went with Alex Kerfoot as well. I think he's the versatile forward for, for an expansion team.
0: Yeah. So we had, from the experts, they took Dermot, Dermot, and Kerfoot. So pretty much where we're at.
1: There just wasn't much to choose from, to be no.
0: honest. Um, I guess, like, Adam Brooks was showing some potential down the stretch, but... Never heard of him. Yeah, and Pierre Engvall signed for another year, but probably for at $1.25 million, a little bit more than he should be making, sadly. Um, yeah so that's where we're at Scott Vancouver Canucks fittingly enough oh funny did we plan this (laughs) (laughs) well the Canucks
1: are garbage (laughs) so (laughs) I took Zach McEwen he'll probably end up as a fourth line center on Seattle and he is a third line center on Vancouver and that pretty much sums it up
0: yeah I took also Zach McEwen he'll probably end up on my AHL team (laughs) (laughs) But he was the best of a poor group of picks, or a poor group of uh, options. I was tempted by Cole Lind for a sec, but then I asked Scott what he was like, and Scott was like, eh. So I decided to go with Zach McEwen instead.
1: It might be equal disappointment, you know, like what you had with Toronto. I don't yeah. know.
0: It's just, there, uh... there was even a part of me that was tempted to take Braden Holtby and just be like, hmm, I wonder if he somehow flips the script and becomes like 2018 Braden Holtby. But ultimately Uh, not And and also just because of the name value You feel like there's still a possibility that you could trade him To another team that's really desperate for a goalie Even though he was just God awful this last year
1: Yeah He definitely didn't didn't do himself any favors For getting picked if that's what he was looking for
0: Yeah so the experts they took Madison, Bowie, Zach McEwen Zach McEwen So we're right there with them which no one, tells no you there one, was no one to pick. No one took Petrus Palmu, huh? Mm, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, next we go to the Washington Capitals. So there's a bit more to to choose from on this one. Um, some decent options, and there were some enticing options on both for in both forward and defense. But I ultimately went with Vitek Vanacek as a, a goaltender, just based on the fact that he is. Very cheap, very young, and was pretty decent for them when called to start when Sam was injured for most of this last year. Scott, what did you do?
1: I did the same as you. I've heard rumor of people like TJ Oshi being available and not protected. That just seemed absurd to me when I looked at the roster. Um, and Vitek Vanasek was definitely the best choice to me.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's like... Brendan Dillon could have been an option... Um Connor Sherry, I guess, could have been an option. But ultimate... Garnet Hathaway, Nick Dowd. I think, actually, I protected Dowd. Oh, that's interesting. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, there are some, like, decent grinders with character on that team. But, yeah, Vanacek, I think, is the best. So, lastly, Scott, I'll let you talk about the Winnipeg Jets.
1: Uh, I struggled with the Winnipeg Jets for a while. Um... I left guys like Mason Appleton unprotected, uh, but I feel like the place to get the Jets is on D. Surprisingly, I know they don't have what's thought of as a great decor these days. For some reason, I left Dylan DeMello unprotected, and I think that's because I decided to protect um, Logan Stanley instead, because he's a first-round pick of the Jets, and I feel like They're going to be, um, they want to, they'll be loyal to a first round pick and want to keep them in their organization. So DeMello is my pick, another defensive defenseman to round out my defensive defense
0: core. God damn. (laughs) (laughs) I just realized I forgot to say the experts for Washington. So they had Dylan, Vanacek, and Nick Jensen. Just, okay. Just to put that out there. Um, I didn't have Stanley protected. I had DeMello protected instead, so I picked Logan Stanley. (laughs) Um, I was close to picking Mason Appleton, but ultimately I think Stanley, uh, is the more enticing player. He showed some pretty surprising skill in the playoffs, especially during that two goal game that came out of (laughs) nowhere. Um, so yeah, Stanley was my pick and... Yeah, he could be a nice Tyler Myers replacement. We'll see. There you go. Um, so the experts, they decided to go with Appleton, Appleton, Appleton. All right. I've seen that a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a pretty sweet exercise. I really enjoyed that. Scott, I'm just going to... Yeah, that was fun. ...say um, I'm going to take a, a look at my team right now and just go over some of the, the highlights. Oh, my session has expired. Just let me refresh it. <laughs> um I just want to take a look at like what my top line and maybe like top power play is going to look like. Sure. While you're um, doing
1: that, have you got it all ready to go?
0: It is not working. Okay. Oh, here we go. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I have to say my defense looks like a strength. I'm pretty happy with that. The fact that I've got McDonough, Giordano, Dumba, Graves is like a <laughs> oh, top four. That's insane. And then also have guys like Jake Bean and Jeremy Lazon and Logan Stanley who are NHL ready for sure. Um, Carrier and Mahuro probably be in the AHL. But even Stanley might be in the AHL on that team. So that would be a good That's good defense crazy. to work with. Offensively on my forwards, uh, I could use some work for sure. I'm definitely <laughs> gonna be looking to sign a top line center in the <laughs> off season. As it stands, it looks like... Whew, I've got, like, Tierney or Kerfoot as my top... as my first-line center. Oh, my God. Yeah, so Voracek and Zucker are probably working the flanks of the top line. Um, and then looks like probably, like, Colin Blackwell. And... Whew, I'm going to say, like, maybe even Ryan Donato or Vladislav Nemesnikov are on the second-line wings. Uh, so, yeah, my forwards are not looking so good. Um... I'm guessing that top power play, I'm probably going to two (laughs) defensemen top power play. Um, I think you have Vorchek, Zucker, and, sure, Chris Tierney on there. Oh, my God. (laughs) With, uh, I'm going to say, Matt Dumba and Mark Giordano, probably. I mean, you could even throw Jake Bean on there on the top power play if you want to. I hope for Seattle fans'
1: sake that they have somebody better than Chris Tierney as a center, but, you know...
0: So who do you have as like your say like your top six and your uh, well, just just some of the highlights that you've got? Going. Yeah, for
1: sure, it's pretty funny. Our teams are quite different, and I know that my team's probably different than lots of the experts because I picked a lot of defensive defensemen. <laughs> um, but yeah, my top line isn't terrible. It I remember I went off the board and picked Mikhail Granlund. He's my top center. Um, I thought you picked Duchene.
0: No, I ended up going with. Uh, Carrier. Oh,
1: okay. Anyway, so I have Granlund with Niederreiter and JVR. Now that I say that out loud, that's not that great. But it <laughs> Still seems better than yours. Better than my <laughs> um,
0: Tierney-Zucker-Vortech <my> <laughs> combo.
1: Yeah, it seems like my forwards are a little more balanced. Uh, my,
0: don't worry, once free agency opens, my team is going to be great. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, okay. My second line I have written as McCann at center with Blackwell and Dickinson on the wing. Again, nothing great, but not bad. And it's then, probably
0: better than my Kerfoot Nemesnikov Donato or whatever it was. I feel like my oh. third
1: line is pretty good for grinding, I guess. It's terrace at center with Nick Paul. I'm sorry I block in there. Oh, like do you? Nice. As the second,
0: being on the second line. My fourth line is like the
1: second coming of the Islanders' fourth line. Mm-hmm. Aside from Zach McEwen, he's my center. We'll just pretend he gets replaced in the future. But he's got um, Lemieux and Blaze on his wings, so they're just going to hit everything in sight.
0: Oh, man, my, my bottom six is ready to just rock and not <laughs> score any goals. <laughs> but, yeah, I've got, like... So, Sammy Blaze, Eric Robinson, Nathan Bastion... Well, I guess I wanted to switch that for Michael McLeod. <laughs> um, Blake Lazotte, Jake Evans... Um, maybe, like, Rasmus Asplund is there, but... Uh, And Zach McEwen as well. Like, there's a few of these prospects that probably are going to be in the AHL. True. But, um, yeah, I'm just imagining a third line of, like, let's say it's Jake Evans. No, let's say it's Blake Lazat centering the third line. (laughs) (laughs) Not that this matters, really. (laughs) Um, And then, like, we'll throw Sammy Vlay and Rasmus Asplund on his wings. And then fourth line, I've got... You know what? I'm going to keep Bastion, just for (laughs) for order's sake. And then I'll have... uh, Jake Evans, Bastion, and yeah, McEwen? I don't know. McEwen's kind of a center. Oh, Eric Robinson. That was the guy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't look that great now that I'm looking at it. Well, your D looks amazing. Yeah.
1: It, it is like one of the best D cores. Out it's probably
0: there. a top five defense in the league, actually.
1: Yeah, and like
0: worst forward group. Like, yeah. Be by so far good. the worst forward group. Oh, my God. I mean, Columbus could probably give them a... <laughs> True, run for their money oh, now, God. but uh, yeah. who, else, who else is a really bad forward group? Like Chicago, yeah, Chicago they still have Patrick too. Kane, but yeah. Um, yeah, the goalie situation, how, how do you like your goalies?
1: Before I get to the goalies, I just have to point out my top 60 because yeah. it's <laughs> sort of hilarious. Um, I've got Tanev. Uh, on the number one pairing with Josh Mahura because he's the only offensive defenseman that I played. <laughs> he's on your top <laughs> pairing.
0: He's like toiling away in the AHL. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: I just like there's other guys who could have played there but I needed somebody with offense. Second is Graves and DeMillo so some sided D with some bigger D. Edmondson and Mayfield round out the third pairing and it's not like, that
0: bad really. It's just not offensive. Oh, it's like it's like the Islanders defense. It's like
1: Three, two and a half pairings. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's, yeah. there's not even a full second pairing there. That's brutal.
0: I don't know. I think, like, if you have, like, a Graves. Who is with Graves? DeMello. <laughs> Graves DeMello is, like, a decent shutdown second pairing.
1: Yeah, but I've also got a shutdown third pairing. Yeah. I've been <laughs> in Shut down nonstop. <laughs> uh, you asked about goalies. I have no idea what to do with goalies. I think, like, the veteran aspect that Vegas went with with Flurry was smart in hindsight. Mm. And so we both took. Did you take. No, you took, I
0: took four Kudogan. goalies, by the yeah, way. Yeah, so did I.
1: Okay. So who do you have? Talbot, uh, Vanessic Vanesic, or however you say it. Ugh, oh, I'm done. Cherry 2. <laughs> Chris Streeter and Aiden Hill.
0: Yeah. So the way I saw it is. So I took Hudovan instead of Talbot. That's our only difference. Yeah. I'm. Probably not going to be able to offload Hudovin. He also has a no-move clause, or modified no-trade clause, I should say. Oh, okay. Um, so he's probably with the team. Um, so I think I'm probably looking to trade Vanacek, is my mm. guess. And then I would have like a tandem with Hudovin and Drejer, and have Hill waiting in the wings as my third goalie.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I couldn't decide what to do with the three young goalies, but yeah, I think of them, Dredger is the best. And I would platoon him with Cam Talbot, because Talbot had a really good year last Mm -hmm. year, so I think he stays on the team. And yeah, I think you trade one of Aiden Hill or
0: Vanasek. So now that we've done this exercise, Scott, just to wrap things up, um, looking at your roster, looking at the potential roster that this team could have, do you think the Kraken will be able to make the playoffs? Um
1: God, uh, yes, because the division that they're in sucks, and now that I've done this exercise, and I I like my roster better than some of the experts, and I think, yeah, this roster could squeak into the playoffs.
0: Yeah, and we also haven't accounted for all the... Like, you've accounted for some side trades, but I accounted for, like, little to none in that department. Um, if you consider side trades, if you consider free agency, yeah. like, all the different... This is just, like, the, the skeleton of the team so far, and you can, like, fill it with, like meet afterward. I don't know. There's, there's a better way to make that metaphor. But um, in any case, I think that looking at my roster, looking at your roster, and with the possibilities that exist beyond the, what we have just here, um, trading away some of these players for other assets, signing other assets, I think this team should be able to make the playoffs.
1: Me too, but only because of the division they're in.
0: Yeah. I, I honestly think right now I would favor them to be the second seed in the Pacific. The second? Yeah.
1: What? So Vegas, number one?
0: Yeah. The expansion team's right at the top there. I think Um,
1: Edmonton will be number two. I think they have to do something about their goaltending, but...
0: Like, I don't know, it's just like with the expansion format, you have so much flexibility for making your team how you want it to, and you have so many extra assets that you can trade off to teams to gain more assets, more draft capital however you want to go about it not that draft capital will help them this next year but they could trade that draft capital along with like prospects for a useful player or something I don't know Yeah. so there's, there's a lot of ways you could go at this if you are Seattle and I feel like it's just such an advantageous expansion system that we have right now true which
1: frustrates me but at the same time I think that's better than making teams toil for 10 years and trying to build up a fan base so
0: for sure All right, well, I just want to say thanks for for joining me on this exercise, Scott. This is a lot of fun. Yeah, Um, that was great. Yeah, I'm excited to see what actually happens and how many of our predictions ring true. Yeah, we'll
1: see. Probably not many. (laughs) All
0: right, well, uh, have a good
1: one. (laughs)